Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome on into the Baseball Insiders. Good to see you on this Thursday. I am Adam Weiner alongside Fanside. It's MLB Insider Robert Murray with important news on the ticker below us. We're going to get to Jordan Montgomery and the Texas Rangers who have apparently said no thanks. The market is in even more chaos than it was before. Uh, somebody said they were betting on how many more shows we would be stuck talking about the Boris for. Uh, take your drink now, because this one, for sure. Plus, takeaways from Artie Moreno's mess in Anaheim. Liam Hendricks' deadline, a Pirates trade, a draft that got published too soon by Jason Mackey in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Uh, and we'll open the floor up to Q&A if anybody has additional questions. Uh, well... Joining me to break all that down before we get into it is fan side of MLB insider Robert Murray. Uh, Robert, thanks for joining us. Hey, it's good to be here as always. Uh, we, we there's not been much action at all. Who could have seen that coming? But yeah, rather unbelievable. But we're we still got some stuff to talk about in this show, especially with this pirate stuff that's been all going on. I cannot remember a more chaotic 72 hours for any fan base whatsoever. Uh, wow, that uh, we'll, we'll we'll all get into that at some point. But Adam Weiner, how are, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I'm doing well, actually. Grammar police. Uh, the comments are noting that I shaved. Uh, yeah, I did. I, I kind of forgot that I I hadn't been on this podcast in a while without a beard. Uh, I was getting a little reckless. Um, and now it's gone. But it will be back because guess what? Um, I don't shave very often, and I'll forget to do it for like two weeks and it'll be back. So that's how that goes. Um, but thank everybody for joining us. Uh, thanks for joining us. If you're a discord user and you're here, uh, that ticker was for you, but also if you'd like to join the discord, we'd love to have you. It's a fun spot to be in today's show specifically before we dive too far into it is sponsored by DraftKings. Uh, the promo code is baseball insider. As always, if you have not signed up for DraftKings sportsbook, make sure you get your first bet on them. New customers will get a second chance bet up to $1,000 when signing up with our promo code Baseball Insider. That means if your first bet loses, you will get your full wager returned as a bonus bet up to $1,000. Signing up with our code Baseball Insider not only covers your first bet, but also gets you access to daily rewards and other profit boosts. Use them wisely. You could be like me. You could win $26 on the Super Bowl. If you're looking to join DraftKings, go download the app and register with our promo code Baseball Insider to make sure your first bet is covered. This offer is only available to new customers who are 21 plus and physically present legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. Smash cut to Jordan Montgomery scouring the episode description because he's just looking for one damn offer. The Texas Rangers reportedly, Chris Young reportedly came from Chris Young's mouth yesterday, said, and we're pretty good on major free agents, which seems to eliminate the only landing spot that most had presumed would be a Montgomery destination for a very long time. Uh, now we're starting to talk about short-term deals. And we said in recent episodes, these guys would be crazy to take a pillow contract, but Montgomery might be the only one who might benefit from something like that, considering he's not an ace. He's not a $200 million guy. 
Uh, it might seem like maybe his contract settles somewhere, ironically, in the range where it might have been before the Yankees ever traded him in the first place, that 80 to 100 range. But are the Rangers really out? And and if so, where does he go? Yeah, this is a, a really bizarre one. And yeah, it's not often you hear a team come out on the record and say that they're they're most likely done with big spending in free agency. Like that's pretty rare, but Chris Young is very honest and you have to take him at his word. And if like, I still think at that, like at this point though, you can't rule the Rangers out just cause he's still there. And, and clearly like Montgomery enjoyed his time in Texas and Texas liked him. And I think if they could make the money work, he would, he would absolutely go back. But if it's not going to be the Rangers, then who could this possibly be? Could it end up being a case where the Phillies hop in on a short-term deal? I know there's been some buzz about that on Twitter from Todd Zalecki, who is uh, who is very plugged in for the Phillies, covering them for MLB.com. Um, and the Phillies are still looking at, I mean, bats too. I, I know one of them that they like is Whit Merrifield. Um, but, like, the Phillies, as, as far as, I mean, it makes sense for Mont- Montgomery – could it be the Red Sox? I know we've talked about that fit a lot, but like yeah. the Red Sox have just been really kind of bizarre this offseason and, and how little they've spent. And then also how ownership is backpedaled from their previous comments. So you can't really, I don't really know what to expect here from the Red Sox, but it's not like Montgomery is a really, really, really good left-handed pitcher. And the fact that he's still lingering on the market along with Blake Snell with seemingly no end in sight is rather baffling i i thought montgomery was going to be one of the pitchers who signed quickly this offseason considering just how highly teams think of him and his postseason performance but he's still out there and i don't i just don't know when this end is coming it is really bizarre and it felt like he'd go quickly too because the marriage with the rangers was so natural so why wouldn't the world champions figure out a way to move the money around and bring jordan montgomery back uh, baseball yeah. fandom is is so fickle. I mean, you've you've seen I've seen Rangers Twitter be like, this is gonna be a rough first half of the year. I can't believe that we're not investing more in pitching. And it's like you are raising a banner on opening day. Like exactly. you gotta be you gotta be happy with that. But I do I hear where they're coming from, and this oh, felt like too. a home run that's not happening. Yeah, oh 100 percent And like and still like later on in the se- like mid-season or somewhere around that point, they're gonna get DeGrom and, and Max Scherzer back. So it's not like they're gonna be hurting by any means. But like once the Rangers ended up getting that TV deal figured out, at least for this year, I thought maybe that was going to end up being a case where they could end up making a Montgomery deal work. But the fact that it's only for one year and there's still long-term uncertainty, uh, that that might prevent them from from making that splashy move, which is unfortunate, especially for a team that's literally months removed from winning a World Series. Now, I do love this, especially as the options dwindle. We were looking at the Phillies last episode. I'm still looking at the Phillies. Uh, As of this morning, I guess I'm looking at the Baltimore Orioles just because uh, Kyle Bradish reports to camp with a UCL strain. Uh, they're going to treat it with with PRP injections, but and that works sometimes, and other times that does not help a pitcher avoid Tommy John surgery. The Orioles go out and get Corbin Burns. They have had a roller coaster of an offseason where – they seemed too quiet. They were getting C's, C minuses, right? Like, hey, what are you going to, you won 100 games last year, but what have you done? They go out and get burns. Everybody changes their offseason grade to an A. And then all of a sudden they lose Bradish and it's like, oh, burns, great. But that's just a replacement for the guy we lost. And did we really get any, we got better, but how much better? 
et cetera. Uh, I, I can't help but think that, look, they're still going to be in that cease market. They're still going to be looking at Shane Bieber if he ever hits the market. But how are they not in that Jordan Montgomery market? Alex Spire, the Red Sox writer, hinted that if Montgomery explores a short-term deal because he has to, the Red Sox wouldn't be a great fit for him because he would be looking for a sure contender. I would say that the Orioles are that. So that's that's the flag I'm planting today. Yeah, and I think it's a good flag to to plant. And I mean, obviously, if you trade for a Jesus, <laughs> if you trade for a Jesus Lazardo or if you trade for a Dylan Cease type, uh, that's going to require giving up more prospects than you than you gave up for Corbin Burns. And obviously, like the Orioles have the most deep and plentiful uh, like farm system in in baseball. And even you can even say that after the Burns trade. But that would that would deplete it a little bit, and that would make their their depth a little bit a little bit less rich. And I still think they could pull it off if they wanted to. But as of this point, like they're not close to either, and like the asking prices for those guys are so high that I anticipate Cease not moving until the deadline, and then also Lazardo more more than likely staying put. Um, but I, I think the Orioles, as far as so this Kyle Bradish injury or the Bradish injury. So this, I don't believe this was news to them. This is something that I had heard for like the last couple weeks, last few weeks. And that was something that I have not been able to confirm, but I heard about it. And then literally like a week later, they ended up trading for Corbin Burns. And I think that was a big part of what they're going to end up doing to like, well, because we don't know the severity of that injury. Obviously it's a UCL strain. They're treating it with PRP. Obviously when you hear that, that's probably never not not good, especially when it's coming up with their pitching elbow. Um, but adding Burns to that rotation, and if he can, if Bradish can end up returning at some point early in the season, that gives you a lot of like good options in the rotation. To me, though, I still think the or that the Orioles should not be done, and whether it's um, possibly like a, a Montgomery, which I I have not heard his name there at all, admittedly. So I'm just throwing that, putting that in there. But like maybe if they don't get a Montgomery they go after a Lorenzen or they go after a different kind of a guy I think they should not be done because last year it was pretty clear that they needed more pitching they did not go and get more pitching I think now you have to because this is if everything goes right and they stay healthy which let me tell you the, the injury reports from that spring training today not good that was uh that was not great but I think they need more pitching I agree, and uh, Grayson Rodriguez's second half gives you all the hope in the world, uh, but they're also losing a lot of innings. They're losing Kyle Gibson. Like, they're not just losing, uh, you know, we're not we're not just talking about top-tier ace-type pitchers who go in a playoff series. We're talking about 150, 170 innings that just are gone now that are going to have to be filled with lesser, quote-unquote, guys. John Means also behind the eight ball here. So I would say, Orioles, yes, uh, be proactive. Go out and grab some pitching. Um, let's talk about a couple of other things that are top of mind. Um, Artie Moreno yesterday, uh, in Anaheim, uh, and I'm, I'm just caught up in the comments. It just cannot stop. Oh, everybody <laughs> at some point you have to stop owning Jacob. You just have to do no, it. No, I, I say everyone just com- completely demolish Jacob. He deserves it. <laughs> can't believe, can't believe I did this. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Jacob. I put it in the, the, you know, the bottom of the thing, but my bad. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, I can't stop thinking about it, and I should. But Artie Moreno mentioned yesterday, uh, Angels fans have been hoping he's going to sell for a long time. We've talked about recurring themes of this podcast this offseason. A lot of it is, hey, where are the Boris Four going? 
hey, why is the offseason so slow? Another one is ownership slash executives coming out and saying the payroll is not going anywhere or it's going to be lower than last year. The Red Sox, the Blue Jays, as our chat is mentioning, Ross Atkins is saying, I'm pretty much done. The Cubs saying they brought in the closer. People keep saying, ah, we're pretty much done, even though there remain these familiar names on the market. Add Artie Moreno to that pile, pretty much declaratively stated, payroll is going to be lower. Doesn't sound like somebody who's willing to extend himself for Cody Bellinger, Blake Snell. And he said he plans to be in Anaheim, quote, for the long term. He is 77 years old. Not what Angels fans wanted to hear. Uh, is there any silver lining to this whole mess? No. No. No, I, I this, the rumors about Artie Moreno potentially selling a couple of years ago when he actually like admittedly put like the angels up for sale. Uh, like that was supposed to be, be the, the beginning of the new era for the, for the angels. And then all of a sudden he ended up pulling them off the market kept Otani and then won all in at the deadline, trying to win and try to convince him to stay in Anaheim. Obviously that blew up. They lost Otani. Now their farm system is, is meh. They have not spent much at all to like fortify that roster. Like you, like they're absolutely have made like their, their roster this year is, is worse than it was last year. There's no other way to, um, yeah, like that is it's just there's no way that like you can make the case that it's better. It's worse. And it's just really unfortunate that it's it's at this point. And the Angels, obviously, like Artie Moreno is one of the most unpredictable owners in baseball. Uh, he can wake up one morning and all of a sudden decide that he wants to spend big money. But I, I just have not gotten that sense. His comments recently about not spending unless it's going to end up making that roster meaningfully better. Um, is a sign to me that they're probably not going to make a big move. And like, if there was ever a time where they were going to end up doing it or they should have done it, it should have been retain the Shohei Otani, but they decided not to match the $700 million offer. Uh, they went in a different direction instead and lost who is probably going to go down as the best player in baseball history because of it. It's really unfortunate for the Angels. That fan base deserves better. I will say that is one of the most passionate fan bases that I interact with on a daily basis. And it's just unfortunate it's gotten to this point. But it's it's a it's really it's just unfortunate all around. There's no other way of putting it. Yeah, when given the opportunity to match an offer for the best player in baseball history, typically the answer is, yeah, I think I'll do that. I'll go ahead and do that. Um, all around bad times and and people with the Boris four lingering on the market. Blake Snell, Cody Bellinger keep getting sent to the Angels. Artie Moreno saying, no, I don't think so. The Giants did extend themselves for Solaire, but people are now sending Snell and Chapman to, to the Giants. Do the Giants have a chance to get that done? Probably not multiples. I mean, we're running out of destinations here. Uh, the Cubs still feel like a natural fit for Bellinger, especially if the Angels aren't interested. But the Rangers felt like a natural fit for Montgomery forever, and that is apparently not going to happen. So rolling my eyes at the whole procedure and certainly rolling my eyes at Artie Moreno. Uh, now might be a good time since the comments are asking for us to start talking about Edward Cabrera, the Pirates, this whole mess. Um, man, Pirates Twitter, you want to talk about passionate. Uh, I know that you say the Angels are one of the most passionate fan bases that you interact with on a regular basis. I don't know how the Pirates aren't up there yet at this point based on what we've seen and the absolute swirling chaos of the last week culminating in a Jason Mackey draft article being published somehow indicating not just and i think the damning part here 
look, pre-writes happen. Uh, I've certainly done pre-writes. I've had to delete a few articles in recent weeks because of players that the New York Yankees have not signed. It happens. Uh, but it wasn't just a pre-write. The headline was about how the prospect package wasn't as painful as Mackie thought it maybe should have been. Like, it wasn't Pirates trade for Edward Cabrera. It was Pirates trade for Edward Cabrera, and the price isn't so bad. And it listed all the prospects in the package. Clearly, he is under some sort of impression. So it's certainly worth clearing up for all the Pirates fans. What exactly is going on here, and how did we get here? Yeah, this this started, like, about three nights ago when all of a sudden I'm just minding my own business, and I'm scrolling Twitter, and I see some random account it's called Pirates Rants. I think that's what it's called. Uh, met, tweeted at me saying, keep an eye on Edward Cabrera and the Pirates. And then added my Twitter handle or my X handle or whatever we call it these days. And all of a sudden, my mentions became, a, for lack of a better phrase, a, a shitstorm. And then all of a sudden, you see different reports saying that the Pirates and the Marlins have talked. And there's people out there who are saying it's close. And, and all of a sudden, I'm doing my thing. I'm texting with my sources. And everything that I've gathered is this, and I'm going to leave it simple as this. Yes, the Marlins and the Pirates have talked, but a deal is not close. It has never been close. So I don't know where these are all coming from, um, but like there, there has been no deal that's been close. And I, I will say this, and like in defense of Jason Mackey, um, what you said, Adam, is spot on. Like pre-rates happen. I pre-write stories whenever I have a scoop or I'm confident that I have a scoop. It's not done. Um, or when it's not done, like I try to get ahead of it so I can have a story that's ready for when the deal eventually happens. Like uh, what Mackie did is like common practice. And it sounds based on his tweet that it was a, just a total accident that it got published. And I, I feel genuinely bad because I know if I, if I was in that situation or in that situation where I had something pre-written and it got posted when it was not done, I'd feel, I'd feel terrible. And I sympathize with him. Um, but as I said, nothing has been close between the Pirates and Marlins involving Cabrera. Um, maybe it happens. I don't know. But as of this point, like nothing, nothing's close. Yeah. And the two sides have talked and that's why it sounded like, you know, it was a normal thing to, to, to drop. Of course, the two sides have talked. Um, and you're capitalizing on the momentum of the rumor to say that they have talked no, you know, mention of proximity or when they've talked or how recently they've talked, but then that leaked pre-write drops, it changes everything. And so nothing close at this point in time. Uh, we will see if they re-engage discussions or are able to get it to the finish line, but nothing close right now. Um, couple free agents who I think maybe have deadlines, uh, or at least are approaching a deadline for signing today. Uh, Liam Hendricks supposedly put a Thursday deadline, today is Thursday, on signing before the season and then considered potentially uh, if he needs to reevaluate, reevaluating, joining a different team for the stretch run instead. Whit Merrifield, as in uh, the comments are, are popping off um, about the possibility of him coming to a conclusion soon. Uh, we've heard his name mentioned a lot, and John Morosi tweeted about it again today. So those two guys who appear to be zeroing in on, on a finish line. And again, the season is starting, so they better be. Like if you're a free agent, you should be zeroing in on teams because the season is occurring. Uh, but any news on those two guys and their markets? Yeah, as far as like Liam Hendricks goes, I have not heard of anything close. Or I, like, I haven't heard anything there, honestly. Like genuinely, I, I have not. I don't expect it to be the Dodgers when it's all said and done. 
but like I think it's going to end up being a case where he, he can be picky with where he goes and what kind of contract he ends up getting. And like, if he ends up getting a good situation now and he gets a good contract, then absolutely you should sign. And, but if he does not, then he can afford to wait until midseason when he can throw for teams and sign around like the trade deadline or just or somewhere around like for the stretch run. And I think that'd be a good move for him no matter what. But like either way, he's in a good position here. He does not have to force it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I genuinely don't know the teams that are involved here. Um, I'm, I'm in wait and see mode on this. I have plenty of text messages out, but. I have not heard that much here on Hendricks. Uh, who was the other one that you said, Adam? Wit, Wit, the King Merrifield, who I think White Sox fans are in the comments being a little uh, ambitious about. I, I don't know what uh, the potential finalist teams there for Wit are. I've seen Phillies fans too, kind of attaching themselves to him. Yeah, and, and as we mentioned earlier in the show, like the Phillies, they do have interest in Whit Merrifield. Uh, the White Sox, I know they have had interest in Merrifield at some points throughout the offseason here. Um, and I, I don't know what their status is at this point, but I do know that they've had interest during the offseason here. Um, and I, everything that John Morosi put out today about Whit Merrifield, I have heard similar things. So it would not surprise me if a signing ended up happening at some point this week. Um, don't know what team it's going to end up being. Don't believe he's chosen a team, but I would not be surprised at all if it went down this week. Awesome. Well, something's got to go down this week because we're going to yeah. talk about it would be great. It would be great to talk about finalized uh, deals next uh, next show, which will not be Monday. It's like it's a holiday. I will remind everyone here. Unfortunately, we'll be off on Monday, but we will be back next week. We can guarantee you that. And hopefully, there's movement by Thursday. It'd be great. Wouldn't it be great if there's movement by Thursday and we didn't just have to sit here talking about how dog shit the new MLB jerseys are? Uh, if we could just oh, talk God. about if we could just talk oh. about players instead of the fact that the names are now written in a half size point font for whatever reason and look like my niece did an iron-on project what the fuck are we doing yeah i'll tell you you want so when i was in in high school we would we'd always try to get like these cheap jerseys from like aliexpress or whatever yeah and they were just the the worst of the worst these are somehow up there with aliexpress jerseys they are absolutely terrible and everything you see on twitter about how fans are pissed off about it i can assure you players are feeling the exact same way. And the conversations I've had since these jerseys have become public, holy hell, players hate them. And rightfully so, because they are hideous. And yeah, whoever is, uh, whoever is like responsible for designing those jerseys. um, Wow. (laughs) You could not have done much worse. It is legitimately terrible. I bet they feel great. I bet they feel great, but the letters being that tiny and, and, and there's just no excuse for that. And I haven't seen them in person yet. And I'm pretty confident that the the letters are not sewn on in the same way that they used to be. But I'm not positive because I haven't touched one and like really held it yet. As soon as I actually see one and realize like how chintzy those look, I'm going to be I'll, I'll go like I'm probably at an eight and a half right now. I'm going to be in an 11. So uh, <laughs> the beard will go grow right the fuck back. I'll be like, oh, like oh, yeah, pop out. Oh, yeah, I'll do. I'll tell you the like, you know, how in Seinfeld, we're both Seinfeld junkies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, George Costanza was responsible for for those uniforms with the Yankees. This legitimately feels like George Costanza ended up designing these jerseys. Um, It is. It's boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. They they got to fix this before opening day, because this is just. 
this is rough. This is really well, rough. Definitely, yeah, I mean, the fabric breathes, but they look uh, like trash. So we got to figure that out. A um, couple questions that I'm seeing in the comments. And the yeah. All-Stars in the Discord. Uh, good time because I, I see people asking about this Sal Freelich question. Uh, that was brought up in the Discord earlier today as well. Um, suddenly he's being mentioned as a possible long shot Padres trade candidate. The question is from Rich specifically. Uh, he came up in an athletic article today as a possible Padres trade candidate. And we knew that Jaron Duran was in their crosshairs uh, as well. We talked about that on previous episodes. So I guess any enlightening you can do about Freelich, Duran, uh, the Brewers, the Padres, where the Padres are looking overall. Yeah, like the, the the people that have been mentioned, um, Jaron Duran and then Sal Freelich, uh, like those have, I can confirm, both have come up in trade talks with the Padres, uh, but nothing has been close. And the asking price for both of those guys, uh, probably Duran more so than Freelich, is going to be is going to be pretty like really high, and it could make a deal tough for for the Padres. But both of those players fit exactly what. Uh, I think the Padres should explore and try to acquire and that they're young, they're up and coming, they're controllable and they're cheap. And that is something where on a roster that is high priced throughout the board for the most part makes a lot of sense for them. But I don't think anything is close there. I would fully anticipate though, the Padres adding uh, another bat at some point, especially in the outfield. I think a left-handed bat makes a lot of sense there. Still think they need more pitching as well. Um, They cannot be done like upgrading that roster because as it is now um obviously they've they've added a lot to the bullpen but they should not be done and i don't think they are done because with aj preller you can expect the unexpected and um yeah I, i don't i don't anticipate them being done by any means here but i don't like the brewers make sense though as a team that would come up for these teams that are in need of outfield depth because the Brewers have a lot of it, especially after getting Jackson Churio signed long-term, and he would seemingly be a strong candidate for the opening day roster. Um, but I, I think Sal Freelich makes like some sense as a guy that they could try to like think about moving. But that being said, you can't move him unless you get an absolute haul in return. And I don't think they will. Um, I, like another guy that I thought maybe would make sense would be a guy like Joey Weimer but he's coming off of a down year in Milwaukee and his stock is a little bit lower than it was. So this would be selling low for the Brewers. And I don't anticipate them trying to do that. And it's a good question, Mitch. You're asking what happened here with Gary Sanchez. Yeah. I genuinely do not know um, because this is a case where the Brewers, like I can, like I had it confirmed the Brewers had an agreement in place or had, I think had is, I don't know the exact phrasing. Like they, they had agreed to terms with Gary Sanchez on a one-year, $7 million deal with an option for a second year. And that was the last thing I heard of it. And then there was a report yesterday from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel saying, I can't remember the exact phrasing of it, but it was it was rather ominous. And like no one with the Brewers would comment or confirm or give any expectation of when or if he'd be a Brewer. It's really confusing. I have sent a lot of texts and I have gotten nothing back for whatever that's worth. I don't know what to make of that, but I am not getting anything back. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we know that you have a lot of people and friends in the Milwaukee ecosystem. So that yeah, is- I mean, have I spent four or three or four years there. So yeah, that's, uh, I don't know what the, I don't know what to make of the silence there, but we'll see. There you go. Um, I mean, Canyon tipped us handsomely so we could talk about David Dahl and Willie Adamas trade. So we will get to that. We'll put a pin in that. We'll, we'll come back to that in a few episodes down the line, but we appreciate the note. Um, oh, anything- oh, actually, can I like, yeah. Well, I'll address I'll address this because like Canyon, like you're you're a loyal guy in the Discord and whatever. Um I, maybe David Dahl could sign in like not so distant future. Um and then also Willie Adamas, like he is um not being chopped. That is a Discord joke. I appreciate the, the humor there, Canyon. You're the man. But yeah, the David Dahl, I saw that pop up. I've been trying to confirm this for like the last three or four hours. Uh, I'll give you that. But the fact that you just, <laughs> I'm kind of shook. I'm not going to lie. That's we've been, yeah. Well I got to get the beard back. I've been shook as well. I feel like I've been shook the whole episode screaming about Yeah. It. I'm not kidding you. Like that is of all the things that I have ever been sent here in the chat, that's got to be up there with the thing that shook me the most. Well, Jacob, you know what? Yeah. We own you. I- we own you still. Uh, you know, it shook me because yeah. I, they also, the episode has a, a photo of the two of us, like, because they always do. It's like, oh, look, there's Robert. There's Adam doing the podcast. And the photo has me with like probably the thickest my beard has maybe ever been. And then Smash cuts you live performance. I just look like this now. So we'll, we'll fix that. We'll fix that in post. Um, what is my hat? It's the Hudson Valley Renegades alternate identity, the cider donuts. Uh, if you get a sweatshirt, it smells like, apple cider donuts so you should get that um i have the hat only the hat smells like a hat uh but there are other materials smell like a delicious fall afternoon so recommend that um a couple other things to address i mean yeah, there is a marlins one that i wanted to get after yes let's put that marlins question on there either urshela or rosario presumably yeah, and like the Marlins are definitely interested in both those guys. I think they're two of the highest rated guys on their list. But as of this point, nothing is close. I can confidently say that nothing is, um, and nothing's close there. And what about this uh, this Domingo Herman rumor that we have heard for the Pirates a little bit? Uh, you know, we know they're embroiled in trade talks, but Herman is a name that has come up. The Angels came up with Herman as well, and, and there were rumors that both teams had met with him multiple times um is that market anywhere close to moving yeah i saw that report about herman meeting with the pirates and the angels i can't confirm anything there but i do know he is a name that uh, the pirates have considered i know there's other players that they have considered internally though like he's not the only one like i've mentioned on this podcast before that eric lauer and noah Syndergaard are some other guys that they're that they're considering internally uh, obviously trade candidates as well um but, uh, but yeah, as far as that, um, that's what I can say in the Pirates. I don't know about the Angels and the potential interest there for Irman. Um, I think, like, one player that I think makes a lot of sense for the Angels was actually Michael Lorenzen. I want to make sure, like, like, abundantly clear, I'm not reporting anything there. Yeah. Uh, that's just my own speculation. But uh, Lorenzen is obviously from the Southern California area. He played for the Angels before, and that's where he got his start as a starting pitcher. 
Um, clearly he's familiar with the area. The team is familiar with him, obviously a different coaching staff, of course. Um, but I think that would make sense for both sides, especially with the angels needing uh, more rotation depth and also probably not trying to break the bank. So that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. We've liked that fit all along, um, man. We're right. When we're trying to sign off, we're getting a flurry of Cubs questions. Uh, people trying to be nice to Jacob, giving him some Cubs rumors. Jacob wants fake Cubs rumors. I guess we could give him fake Cubs rumors. Uh, Lee Smith to the Cubs coming out of retirement. Um, but R- Cubs, Red Sox, and Jays are sort of the teams that are floating in here right before we sign off. Uh, so I think we we could do the quickest hits of all time before we get off, uh, just because it's also easier because what's happening with insert MLB team name? Nothing. Nothing is happening. Nothing's ever happening. Uh, but Cubs, Blue Jays, and Red Sox, those fans need their updates. Anything for those extremely dedicated fans here. Yeah, Blue Jays, I still think they should absolutely do something to upgrade that lineup. They they have to, um, in my opinion. I don't have any specific names, but that's just more opinion than anything that I think they absolutely should add another bat. And I think Jeff Passan was right. And, I mean, well, to be fair, whenever he says something, it's usually right. He's, he's just one of the best in the business for a reason. Um, I think Bellinger makes a lot of sense for the Jays. It just comes down to price and whether or not they can make the money work. Um, but I think he is someone, should they get desperate? They should. They should go out and get him. As far as the Cubs, uh, Jed Hoyer is sound asleep. Uh, he he ended up saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he said at CubsCon that he thought that the Cubs were at about the fourth or the fifth inning in the offseason. And then all of a sudden, like recently at the start of spring training, he said the closer is starting to warm up. And that was really, really like discouraging for the Cubs and for the Cubs fans. I still don't think that rules them out in terms of like a Cody Bellinger type or anything like that. Um, But the fact that they went out and got Craig Council gave him the richest contract for a manager in baseball history and has so far spent like pennies. Uh, I'm obviously the guy Shota Aminga and Hector Neris. So like this isn't a total whiff of an off season but it's, it's pretty discouraging. If this is it and they don't do much else, that's a failure of an offseason. And you cannot, to me, you cannot make the case at this point that they're better than they were last year. Um, so I don't think they're done. I got to imagine there's some more moves coming. Um, but the Hoyer's comments were pretty discouraging. And who was the other team? The Red Sox. The Red Sox. Yeah, I have admittedly not heard much here. So I don't want to like just say something to make it up. Um but yeah, I have not heard much here. Well, that's that on that. <laughs> well, I, actually, I want to make sure, like, I want to make this abundantly clear. That's not me saying that, like, Craig Breslow is sleeping or Theo yeah. Epstein's sleeping. That's it's not what I'm saying at all. Um, like, that's, I just, I have, I don't have any new information for you guys. So that's, that's yeah. what I got. And we thought we were maybe rumbling towards some momentum there. Kenley Jansen coming down with a lat issue did not help. Uh, it's not that easy to trade someone who's behind in their progress, their offseason training. Uh, Justin Verlander also behind. Everyone's behind. Uh, I guess it's not easy to train. Uh, maybe players took the offseason off as well, uh, just like executives did. Uh, about 100 names left to sign. I made a bold prediction that we'd have two big names signing between Monday's show and this show, and we got Jorge Soler. Bang. Uh, we did not get a second one. So 50-50. Uh, everyone's asking about Biscuit. He's asleep. He will be back next week. The cone is coming off. I pledge you, you will see Biscuit, but 
Not right now. He's still in dumpy mode. People also want me to do an impression by the end of the show. I don't know. Uh, throw While we sign off, give me an impression and, and I'll do it on the fly. Somebody I don't do. That's what we'll do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. Did you say that, that Biscuit is in dumpy mode? Yeah, that's what I said. Dumpy and sleepy mode. That sounds like Jacob. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jacob. Uh, I, I had to. My my apologies. Never be cool hey, to Rob, Jacob. Um, Robert not Murray gonna, impression. Oh, yeah, I don't think I have a Robert Murray impression. I would I would love to, but I don't think I have that on my ledger. Um, well, we appreciate everybody joining. As always, we will see you back here next week. Uh, enjoy your President's Day. Uh, we will be off for President's Day, unfortunately um unfortunately unfortunately i love a day off what are we talking about i mean the whole off season uh these guys have taken uh everyone else is taking the whole off season off so we might as well take a day off but we'll see everybody later in the week hopefully we got some good news uh to report for you all uh again DraftKings, the code is baseball insider um i'm not going to try a jacob impression i'm certainly not doing barack obama shout out to the comment section but that is not happening um, not even for President's Day. Um, but we'll uh, we'll see ya. Robert Murray, this has still been a pretty good show, um, despite the fact that we were just kind of, we were, we were doing a little bit of yapping, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, there was a lot of yapping here. Um, but hey, it was a good show overall. We appreciate everyone who tuned in. Uh, great, great stuff as always. We hope you enjoy the uh, the Monday off day, and we'll see you guys again, what is it, on Thursday, Adam? So what yeah, I think we'll be here. I think we'll be here on Thursday. Uh, we'll do. I'll do a Mad Dog sign off for everybody. Good afternoon, everybody. It's about time for the Chicago Cubs to sign Cody Bellinger today. No better time than the present. Uh, we'll, wow. uh, we'll catch everybody. Uh, nothing. Nothing new. We wish we had more to update you with, but we'll catch you all next Thursday. Thank you, everybody. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.